Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good evening, everyone. It is Monday, May the 16th, 2022. It is currently 7.53 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from Abilene, Texas. Now, if you are a student of theology, if you read lots of systematic theologies, if, well, hopefully if you go to church, you learn theology. I'm hoping you go to a church where there's lots of teaching on theology. I hope that happens. If not, that, that's not a good thing. So I, if you're a professing Christian and you go to church, you should be familiar with the term that I'm about to use. You should be very familiar with it. If you're not familiar with it, then you, you may want to find out why your church is not teaching you theology, because you need to know uh, you need to know a lot about theology and the different theological systems, so that protects you from being tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. You should hear about every theological system from your church. That's where when you leave church, you can't be tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine because you've already encountered all of them inside the church. Sadly, many churches don't do a lot of actual in-depth teaching on theology, so I, 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 get, I guess in one way, I want to say, well, everyone's going to be familiar with this, but there's another part of me that says, you know what, I don't, there's going to be some that will be, and there's going to be some that are not, but I think there's a lesson in, in the fact that many may not know this term. But the term is replacement theology. Replacement theology. Now, if you think we're going to be talking about replacement theology, we're not going to be talking about replacement theology tonight, but we definitely need to mention the term on this Monday, May the 16th, 2022. In fact, it's very important that you know that replacement theology is not what everyone is talking about today on the news. If you've been listening to the news today, you've heard about a replacement but it's not replacement theology. Here's what replacement theology is, all right? Replacement theology um, essentially teaches that the church has replaced Israel in God's plan. Adherents of replacement theology believe the Jews are no longer God's chosen people and God does not have specific future plans for the nation of Israel. All right. So basically how it works is that God is done with Israel and those promises given to Israel have now been given to the church. Israel got the curses. The church gets the promises and the blessing. Israel has been replaced. Therefore, we refer to that as replacement theology. All right. You need to know that that's a theological system. It is present within a lot of Christianity, and you may hear it show up in sermons or in a, a theology book that you're reading or a Christian book. You need to know what it is. Okay. I, once again, replacement theology teaches that the church has replaced Israel in God's plan. Israel has been set aside. They're done, done with completely, not just set aside for a period of time. They are done with, and now it's the church, not Israel, right? I, I hope you understand that. Now, the reason we're talking about that is because of something horrible that took place over the weekend. A great tragedy took place, and sadly, people died. It's horrible. It's horrific. 
but many believe that it occurred because it deals with some other concept of replacement, not replacement theology, but another kind of replacement. Let's go to the following audio clip, and then we'll talk about it. Here we go. We begin tonight with breaking news, a mass shooting in Buffalo, New York. Witnesses say a gunman dressed in army fatigues and a helmet walked into a supermarket and then opened fire on shoppers and staff. At least 10 Over the weekend, an 18-year-old man drove several hours from his home to a grocery store in Buffalo, New York, where he live-streamed himself shooting 13 people and killing 10 of them. You could hear where the gunshots were, how close they were coming. And I said, where's my baby? I said, you could see my baby. Where is she? <laughs> I didn't know where she was. He shot a woman. He shot a deacon. He shot another woman. And then he went... Among the victims was a retired police officer, a church deacon, and a grandmother of eight. It's hard to even muster. I just... It's unbelievable. I'm lost of words. You know, I frequent this store all the time. I've never been afraid to be here. I am now. I am now. Within hours, it became clear that the shooter's intent was to kill as many black people as possible. Authorities discovered a hate-filled manifesto filled with racist theories, and an anti-black racial slur could be seen on the barrel of his assault rifle. Eleven of the victims said to be African-American. Officials are calling this a racially motivated hate crime. And that he was the latest mass shooter to be motivated by a racist idea known as the Great Replacement Theory. My colleague, Nick Confessori, has been reporting on the origins of that theory and how it is simultaneously becoming more extreme and more mainstream. Now let's stop right there. Horrible tragedy. Mass shooting. People have died. Human beings creating the image of God, dead, sent into eternity as a result of a person with a gun, going into a supermarket and shooting people, targeting people of a specific race, going after people who were black. It's a horrible story, tragic, bothers me, makes me upset, makes me angry, makes me mad that in 2022, not only do we continue to have mass shootings, shootings all the time, just all the, just if you just look up all the shootings that occurred over this past weekend, just it just never seems to stop violence, 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 shooting, 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 killing, killing, killing. And I'm not making any argument about whether it's more now or less now. We could get into an argument about statistics, but it, one is too many. It's horrible. Human beings killing people. I know it's been going on since Cain and Abel, but it's still horrible. It should still bother us. It's still sin. It's still evil. And it's it's just horrible. But it's it, this particular shooting occurred as a result of racist ideology. And this racist ideology is found in what is known as the Great Replacement Theory. The Great Replacement Theory. Now, we, I just told you about replacement theology. Replacement theology teaches that the church has replaced Israel in God's plan. 
Well, this one is a different kind of replacement, right? This is not replacement theology. This is the great replacement theory. At one time, you could say it was in the dark corners of the internet. It was on the fringes of the internet, but it has begun, it has spread, it has grown, and many now believe it has entered into the mainstream, and it may even be present Well, on a particular news program that a lot of people watch, there's much debate whether it is or isn't, but it could be there. And the thing is, is that as Christians, we should 100% condemn the replacement theory. We should condemn it because there's a lot of issues with it. So we're going to listen to just a little bit of them describe it, at least get us some basic concepts of its origin, some basic ideas then I'm going to point you to that podcast. That's from The Daily, uh, from The New York Times, The Daily. I would I would challenge you to go find that podcast and listen to that episode. It dropped today. By all means, go listen to that. So I'm not going to, we're not going to review all of it. We're not going to analyze all, all of it. We're just going to use it to get us into at least a discussion about this. And then I've got countless articles. I mean, they're all over the internet today. The replacement theory, the replacement theory, the replacement theory, the replacement theory, the replacement theory. And it's something we need to discuss. Sadly, I've seen, well, we won't even get into how many Christians have handled these situations, but we will, yeah, um, yeah, we won't, we won't get into that right now. It, it, it's just, it's absolutely just frightening or horrible when, I'll, I will say this, when you as a Christian, you post something about some horrible shooting, right? It's some horrible shooting, racism is involving you, like this is racist, this is evil, this is horrible, and then you have Christians who their first response is to someone who posts that, well, where do, did you post anything about abortion? Do you care about abortion? Do you care about abortion? And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like you're for, instead of worrying about the dead people right in front of you, you want to use it as an, uh, uh, to attack someone because they didn't post enough about abortion. That's, that's the callousness, the, e, the, the depravity showing up even within the body of Christ. How about you're just like people died and racism was involved. It that's, let me condemn that with you. Let me say that that's wrong, but no, we've got to, all of a sudden, no, I'm not going to worry about that because you didn't say anything about abortion. What, this, what, a, what about this and what about that? How about like, let's just deal with the dead people and the story that's right in front of us. It's just really weird how many Christians, I don't know. I don't get it. I, I, I'm just sometimes baffled by the coldness, callousness, evil. I, I mean, I guess I'm not baffled by it because I know of the coldness and the callousness and the evil in my own heart. But it's just it's just shocking sometimes. I mean, we should be broken. I under now I'm going to get emails. But there were other shootings. I know there were other shootings. I know there was a shooting at a church. I know that. I'm talking about this one because this one is connected with this replacement theory, and I want you to know about this theory because we need to be able to recognize it, identify it, and then condemn it and speak a Christian worldview to it and offer the Christian worldview as an alternative to this evil theory, all right? So we have replacement theology, and I just want you, when you hear replacement theology, I don't want you to think it's associated with the great replacement theory. They're two separate things. I want you to make sure you understand that, all right? Because as soon as I saw the great replacement theory, I'm like, I wonder if someone out there will, the next time a preacher talks about the replacement theology, they they will associate the two. 
I want to make sure we clarify that this is theology central. So I'm going to obviously look at this from a theological perspective. All right, but let's let's get a little bit more about the great replacement theory, a little bit about what it is, and then I'm going to I'm going to challenge it from a Christian biblical perspective. Here we go. It's Monday, May 16th. Nick, where do we need to begin to understand the origins of this theory that keeps showing up in all of these really horrific mass shootings? Michael, at the root of this is the idea that white people in Europe or America are on the losing end and are in some kind of a decline. And you can find variations of replacement theory, as it's called, going back decades. You can look in the 1990s at actual neo-Nazi rhetoric about a genocide against white people. And you can find versions of this in Europe starting in the 2010s. Okay. So, and, and they're going there. And so they, you can go, you can go way back, but it's this idea that white people are, well, is being, are being removed are being replaced are being replaced by other ethnic minorities that they're being replaced and soon white people are going to be in the minority and this is horrible and we got to find a way to take a stand against this and we got to fight back we got we got to protect our white culture we got to protect our white whatever and this is the basic elements of it let me let me read from another uh, a source right here what is the great replacement theory simply put the conspiracy theory says there's a plot to diminish the influence of white people Believers say the goal is being achieved both through the immigration of non-white people into societies that have largely been dominated by white people, as well as through simple demographics with white people having lower birth rates than other populations. The conspiracy theories, more racist, racist adherents believe Jews are behind the so-called replacement plan. White nationalists uh, marching at a, uh, a, a rally in Virginia that turned deadly in 2017 chanted, you will not replace us and Jews will not replace us. So it's this idea we're being replaced. We're white and we're being replaced. Now, this is the, the theory. This is the great replacement theory. Now, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. I think sometimes it shows up in people's speech and they wouldn't even know what the great replacement theory is, but they've clearly been influenced by some of its ideals. Now, this is very important from a philosophical point of view. And this is just true of, of culture at all times. I want you to hear, this is very important. A philosophy can begin to influence people, even though they may be ignorant of the philosophy itself, its origins, or even its name. Ignorance of a philosophical system does not negate its influence upon you. So you will have people who will say something like this. I remember growing up in that part of the country. I remember, uh, you know, I lived there for 20 or 30 years and I went back and I don't even recognize it anymore. Nobody is speaking English. It's just, it's all changed. Whoa. So, so wait a minute. So, so. What are you saying? Immediately, you want to stop them and go, so, so wait, what, what's the problem here? What's the problem here? What, what's the pro Oh, it's not predominantly white anymore. And, and does, that, does that produce some kind of fear in you, some, some kind of concern? Does that bother you? Are you upset because a new culture has moved in? 
people of different ethnic backgrounds, different races, different cultures, different nationality. Is is that what's bothering you? You wanted it to maintain its same. You want it to be the way it was 30 years ago. You don't want it to change. You want people there who look like you, sound like, is that what you're saying? You, you don't want to be replaced. Now, I'm not saying that when someone says that, that they've bought into the great replacement theory, but there's a little bit of that influence in them. You know, I remember growing up here and now I don't even recognize this place. And you what, what don't you recognize? What, what don't you recognize? Come on, come on, come on. Tell me, tell me. Oh, is it because there's people of different backgrounds, different religions, different ethnicities? What, what, what's the issue? What's the, and, and there's a little bit, sometimes they may not say it, but a lot of times you'll hear when they say, I, you know, you know, you know how many Muslims there are now, or you know how many people are speaking Spanish or whatever the case may be. I'm like, that sounds like you have a problem there. Now, why does it bother you so much? So that's a little bit of what this is at, at a, at a very, elementary level, but it's it's indicating some of these problems. Now, let, let's just go a little bit longer with this audio. With the publication of a book in France called The Great Replacement, which held that the elite class in Europe was trying to import a group of Muslims and Africans and, and Arabs to Europe to replace the native-born white population and the Christian population. And you can find a version of replacement theory in the U.S. more recently, where in place of those Syrian refugees or Muslim refugees, the villain is South American migrants and Latin American migrants. But all of them have something in common, Mm -hmm. which is that white people in Europe, in America, in New Zealand are being replaced by people of color. And that this is a deliberate effort on the part of elites in these countries and these parts of the world. Sometimes the elites are under the sway of Jews who are orchestrating this great replacement. Sometimes the elites are businesses and political leaders who want votes from the new arrivals. Like all conspiracy theories, the great replacement provides for some people a comforting and also angering explanation for changes that they see around them. Mm -hmm. So in the simplest terms, this theory, the replacement theory, taps into the changing demographics of many Western, predominantly white countries, and the particular fears of white nationalists in all of these places. That's right. In Europe, in the U.S., you have countries that are changing. Um, In Europe, it's partly the result of refugees and migrants from the Middle East. In the U.S., you have a growing Hispanic population, partly immigration-driven. And what's really striking, Michael, is that in a whole string of mass shootings around the world and in the U.S., we have seen the same theme, replacement, cited again and again. We saw it in the manifesto from the shooter in Christchurch in New Zealand. And we saw it in what law enforcement officials tell us is a manifesto that the gunman in Buffalo posted shortly before his rampage at a supermarket there. Mm -hmm. And in fact, the Buffalo killer's manifesto was partly cut and pasted from the Christchurch manifesto. And it just shows you how 
in the online world where a lot of these people, and it's mostly men and white men, are inhabiting, these ideas freely circulate and bounce around, and they're borrowed and remixed and recirculated. Right. Okay, now, so there's this fear, this concern that we're being replaced, that we're being invaded, and now the country's not going to look the same. The country is changing, and they want to change the demographic. And you'll hear Christians who will buy into some of this rhetoric or some of these language, buying into a philosophy that they don't even realize it's the great replacement theory, and it is horrible, evil, wicked, ungodly, and I will condemn it outright because, and, and I'm going to condemn it for a number of reasons, but it's just, it's just amazing to me how, how people like, how, how many people just, they don't want there to be like, they can't be changed. I don't want it to be, I want this town to look the exact same way it did when I was, when I was 10 or 12 riding around with my parents in a car and we went to Dairy Queen or wherever. I want it to look the same. I want it to be the same. I don't want this country to change. But why don't you want it to change? Why are you so holding on to a way that you want it to be? How come you can't, are not willing to accept different cultures, different ethnicities, different backgrounds? Why, 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 why are you so like, it's got to be one way? What, what is it that you're so concerned about? Now, if you are not a Christian, you're not a Christian, right? You reject God. You reject a Christian worldview. Well, then, well, then you know your 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 philosophy is pretty much whatever you choose it to be, and you're you're going to. In other words, there's going to be things you're going to care about in a way that a Christian shouldn't care about. Let, let me try to explain it this way from a Christian perspective. First, we start with a basic fundamental idea of Christianity, which is you die to self, you deny self, and you no longer follow self. So from a Christian perspective, it's not about you. It's not about your culture. It's not about your color. It's not about your ethnicity. It's not about any of that. It's about Christ. You die. You live in Christ. Your identity is in Christ. Your identity is not white. Your identity is not black. Your identity is not Asian. Your identity is in Christ. It's not about American, Mexico, Canada, England. It's not about a country. It's not about a background. It's not about any of that. You die to self. You deny self. You no longer follow self. You are, your focus is God and his glory. Your identity is I'm in Christ. That's my identity. All these other things just divide us. All of these other things really don't matter from a Christian perspective. No, I know I'm going to get pushback and I know people are going to reject it because some people like they're so proud of their culture and they want to, they want to know their DNA. They do that DNA thing where you send off your DNA because they want to know exactly all of their, the ethnicities that make them up and they want to know where they're, and they want to know, they want family trees and they want their, you know, ancestry and they want to know where my ancestors came from here and we're this and we're, look, I, I don't understand any, I have, I don't understand people's preoccupation with any of that. I'm just going to say, so, so there's, there's, there's a bias built into me right here. I just don't care about, I don't care to know where my family came from. I don't care to know what ethnicity that I made up. I don't care about any, any of that. All of that is irrelevant to me. None of it matters. It's all has zero meaning. Here's what I see. I see people 
right? People who are created in the image of God. I don't care what color they are. I don't care what country they came from. I don't care what their DNA is. I don't care what their ancestry is. I see a human being in front of me created in the image of God. And that human being will live in eternity in either heaven or hell. And the Christian perspective is, I want to see that person come to faith in Jesus Christ. I I don't see the ethnic division and the country division. I see human beings. I don't see that. I've got to preserve an American culture. I'm not worried about any of that. I want to preserve Christianity, but I don't preserve Christianity by trying to keep out other cultures. I preserve Christianity by proclaiming it, teaching it, and passing it on, and proclaiming it, and calling other people to it. That's how, it's not about, oh, no, 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 no. We don't want, we don't want those Muslims to come in, because we got to protect Christianity. Oh, I would want the Muslims to come in, so we can present Christ to them, right? Oh, there's people from a Buddhist background, or here's people from this religious background, or Jewish background. I want them all to come here, because then it makes evangelism easy, makes mission work easy. They're here. I don't, but it's going to change the demographic. It's going to change the culture, and people are constantly worried about that. Oh boy, if too many people from a different culture comes in, then then they're going to vote this way and it's going to change the political landscape. It's going to change our country. What are you worried about? Are you worried about proclaiming Christ? Are you worried about Christianity? Are you worried about God's glory? Are you worried about eternity? Are you worried about your ethnicity not being the majority anymore and being the minority? Are you worried that your culture, the way you want it to be, is replaced by someone else's culture and they and it's the way they want it to be? Is that what is, are we going to, as Christians, just throw out our that, that our identity is in Christ, that we die to self, deny self, and that our culture is, we're not even citizens here. We're citizens in heaven. This is not our world. We are pilgrims and strangers here. We're passing through while everyone else is trying to find for a cultural identity or a, or a, na- a national identity. You know, I'm an American. I'm a Canadian. I'm white. I'm this. I'm that. While everyone is trying to do identify themselves that way, there should be a group of people in the midst of all of these tribes and and nationalities and and all of there should be a group of people that are like we're we're different than all of that right we're different we're christians we're christians we 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 are citizens of heaven we're just strangers here we're just passing through we're just passing through y'all fight over it you 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 decide which culture you want we're going to proclaim christ the culture we're going to proclaim is a Christian culture where we try to follow God and, and we love our enemy and we love our neighbor and all these things that identify as a Christian. We're not identified by a flag. We're not identified by a race. We're not identified. Christianity transcends nationality. It transcends race. It transcends all of that. We are, we are not, this is not our home. We are not of this world. But Christians buy into this stuff. And they get all caught up into it and, and they and they get really concerned about it over and over and over and over. Um, this, this theory, according to some sources, I, well, I would say more than some, a lot. Who's talking up this theory? In particular, Tucker Carlson from Fox News, most popular personality has pushed false views that are mere, are more easily embraced by some white people who are concerned about a loss of their political and social power. All right? A study of five years worth of Carlson's show 
by the New York Times found 400 instances where he talked about demographic politicians and others seeking to force demographic change through immigration. All right. Now, you can say whether you agree or disagree. That's fine, because I know most Christians think, you know, Tucker Carlson is, you know, you got you got the Trinity and then you have Fox News. You know, you've got the you've got the Trinity, you got the Bible and then you have Fox News as a source of truth. I'm not here to get into an argument with that. I will say this, no matter how much you love Fox News's conservative view, conservative does not necessarily mean Christian. And sometimes you got to listen to what's being said and go, hmm, I don't know if that's a Christian philosophy. I don't know if that's a Christian worldview. And, but sometimes we'll take these theories and ideas, merge it with our Christianity, and we end up with some mutated monster that is horrible, and it, it completely corrupts what Christianity is. How, how concerned are you about, you know, your culture, your, your, the whiteness of America, the, the, you know, how concerned are you about all of those things? As a Christian, I don't, I don't, I see, we see brothers and sisters in Christ. That's what we see, right? And we call all race, all, all nationalities to be a part of the body of Christ. I don't care. Just think of the, the, uh, if you think about, let me see if I can find it because I didn't even think about it to just right now. See if I think I can find it here. Yeah, if you go to uh, uh, if you go to Acts chapter two, Acts chapter two verse uh, four, and they were all filled with the Holy uh, Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men of every nation under heaven, and it names all of these nations. They name all of these different places. You can read about them. Well, that's the way it is for for Christians. We People from all nations, all walks of life. I, I, it's not about it's not about our culture. Our culture is my culture now is Christ. My my identity is Christ and Him crucified. My identity is in Him. I'm dead. I died to self. So as Christians, I'm not worried about whether the country is white or black or or speaking English or Spanish. I'm not worried about the American identity or whatever we think it is. And just remember, America has gone through a, a massive change because the people who were here were replaced. Okay, we replaced them, right? Do we do for, do we forget about that great replacement that took place? where we dominated and took and took land and many of those people were placed in reservations. Does anyone, I don't know, does anybody remember that story? Cultures change. Cultures change. Racial demographics change. There's constant change. And when Christians are more worried about that than they are when they find their identity in their race or their cultural background more than they do in Christ, we have a theological problem. We have Christians fighting and arguing and, and, and getting involved in politics to protect the demographics or to protect the cultural makeup because they don't want to see their country change. We've lost the war theologically because they've stopped seeing themselves as Christians and they see themselves more as an American or more as being white or Asian or Jewish or whatever ethnicity that they're concerned with. That stops being Christianity. Christianity is, look, come to Christ. And guess who? what I see? 
I don't see your, 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 your color. I don't see your ethnicity. I don't see your culture. I see a fellow Christian. And now my identity is in Christ. Your identity is in Christ. You died itself. I died itself. We're not, we're not, we're, we're strangers here. This is not even our home. We're focused on heaven. We're focused on a, a new, a new heavens and a new earth and, and, and a, a city not made by hands. We're looking for something completely different. I'm crucified. I no longer live. That's, that's the Christian message. The Christian message doesn't get caught into the, 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 the history of humankind is like, here's a culture and another culture comes and they dominate it and they, they place it into subjection. And in many cases, they, they destroy all of their, their cultural, a cultural identity and they replace it. Then another culture comes along. They, they invade, they destroy, they replace, they, they place it into subjection. They'll destroy all of their culture, their cultural identity, their cultural landmarks. We see this throughout history over and over and over and over and over and over and over. But Christians are like, look, you can't destroy our culture because our culture, our identity is in heaven. Our, our, what we are, we're, we're not of this world. But Christians have been greatly influenced by this. And if you watch a lot of Fox News, if you watch a lot of Tucker Carlson, you need to be on the lookout for these concepts. You've got to take every thought captive. See, this is what happens within the Christian world. If you're, if many Christians or a large percent of the evangelical world very much identifies themselves with, with Republican Party, with conservatives, and they, and they do a lot of, they spend a lot of time listening to conservative content, whether conservative podcasts, conservative radio, or conservative news. Well, and because they, they, they're getting their, their information from a conservative source, they just uh, immediately adopt it and bring it in and mix it with their Christianity. It, what, what I find interesting is Christians are running around screaming that critical race theory is going to destroy the church. Completely oblivious to the fact of all the ideologies and philosophies coming from the right that are equally dangerous and equally corrupting to biblical Christianity. Christianity can be corrupted from the left. It can be corrupted from the right. Everyone's running around screaming about the dangers from the left while not even realizing how politically minded the church has become and politically corrupted and buying into these I, this just idea that it's about you've got to defend America. It's about an American identity. It's about your culture. It's it's like, and I, you'll hear Christians talk about, you know, the dangerous thing to be in America today is a white straight male. If I'm white, I'm in trouble. Whoa, whoa, whoa. so you're worried about your whiteness? You're worried about your straightness being like under, how about just focus on being a Christian and proclaiming a Christian worldview. And the world will, the world's going to break off into tribes. That, that's the whole thing that happened at the Tower of Babel, right? They were divided. Different languages, they create different nations. That divides them. And so they form different cultures. And then one culture doesn't like the other culture. And the other culture hates that culture. One culture feels superior to the other culture. And then th- this is, this formula, this is a very worldly perspective. A tower of Babel, right, divides and has us be identified by our language, by our ethnicity, by our culture. At the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit comes and indwells believers to form a body 
the body of Christ, and we are not identified by a language or by an ethnicity or by a culture. We are identified by Christ. Our identity is in him, and we are unified in Christ. And all of those things that divide at the Tower of Babel are done away with in our being united as brothers and sisters in the Lord. This replacement theory destroys and divides, but it goes back to the Tower of Babel where people were, and I'm going to knock the microphone over, I apologize, where the people were separated and then they they had different language and they formed different cultures. And those cultures then, they, they were opposed to one another. They're divided. And so many Christians just buy into that where I'm white, I speak English, I want, the, I want my, my city, my neighborhood to be white and to speak English. And if it changes, I'm going to whine and complain about it. Well, wait, wait, your identity is I'm a Christian. This is not even my home. I'm a stranger here. I'm just passing through. They fight. I'm a part of the body of Christ. We're supposed to be united. We're supposed to be not, we don't see those other things. We don't see language and culture. We see believers. And we see those who are outside of the body of Christ, and we want to love them and invite them in so that they can, they can be at rest from all of that division and all of that finding identity and the wrong thing. There you have it. I would challenge you to look up the episode of The Daily. You can find the podcast on all podcasting apps. We barely, we barely scratched the surface. I want you to listen to everything they have to say. I'm not saying to agree with everything. And I, I know you're going to be, but there's other issues. There's other, I, I, we're dealing with this one. So, so in summary, replacement theology is not the same thing as the great replacement theory. The great replacement theory is this idea, this concern that white people are being replaced and that we have to stand against it, which has led some people to acts of violence. Even if you don't ever end up with the acts of violence, the, the philosophy itself is opposed to biblical Christianity. It's it, the antithesis of it. It's the Tower of Babel is what it is. It's more that than it is well, Pentecost and being indwelt with the Spirit and as a believer, our identity is in Christ. We die to self, we deny self, and this is not our home. Now, I made that as simple as I can make it, but it's an absolute critical thing to discuss on this Monday, May the 16th, 2022, where there's some family members tonight still mourning and grieving the loss of their loved ones who died at the hands of a racist because it appears, could change, it appears as of right now that what he posted online, if it's verified that it was his, that he held to a replacement theory, not replacement theology, replacement theory, and, well, he acted upon it. Pray for our very divided country and pray that as Christians we can offer this divided country something so much better. All right, you can email me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. Many will disagree. I understand that. And you can have your perspective. I just, there's got to be room for at least a, a different perspective, and I'm offering it tonight, and uh, we'll see. I'm going to probably get lots of hate on this, but uh, 
I think that I think that the hate I'm going to get demonstrates how broken the church has become, and we've lost a basic theological understanding. And that's why the people have replaced God and our identity in Christ with politics, with culture, and with so many and patriotism and so many and nationalism and so many other things. And that's a dangerous place for the church to be. All right, I'll stop right there. Thanks for listening. Have a good night.